I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. So I just finished a consulting project with a longtime client of mine, and I want to share that experience and some of the lessons. Now, I've trained their leaders on a variety of topics over the years. I've led off-site retreats for their senior leadership team. I've coached a few of their senior executives. And they recently had me in to do a consulting project with one of their leaders on becoming more strategic. The thing is, though, once we got into it, it turns out this guy was pretty strategic. Strategy wasn't actually what he needed. What he needed was to be more innovative, to think outside of the metaphorical box, if you will. Their industry had been deeply impacted by the pandemic, and they did their best to adapt when everything changed two and a half years ago. Now it's time for them to really evaluate which of the changes are ones they want to keep and which were band-aids or temporary solutions to address the ambiguous and uncertain conditions that the pandemic foisted upon them. As we started sorting through what to keep and what to discard, my client definitely demonstrated strategic thinking. He could also be incredibly tactical, figuring out implementation plans for how to operationalize the strategy that he was coming up with. What he wasn't so good at, however, was filling in the gaps. Finding new ideas or new ways of doing things really was not his strong suit. Now, much like it was for him, I think it's true for all of us. The world is changing faster than we can keep up with. Whether it's the economy, hello, inflation, supply chain, (laughs) yes, we are still struggling to get material goods from point A to point B, or public health, hello, pandemic turned endemic, or workforce retention. Here in the U.S., we went from unemployment highs that have never been experienced in my 50-plus years on the planet to historically low unemployment at whiplash speeds, or even customer service suffering as a result of all of those factors that I just mentioned. There is more change upon us than ever before. And in many industries, like the one that my client is in, (laughs) they were hit by all of those factors. So in times like this, when there is so much change in the world, so much uncertainty and so much ambiguity, we need to be nimble and agile. Innovation is one of the chief skills that we need to address all of this change. We can't simply be reactive like we were when the pandemic hit. Sure, most industries did okay being reactive, but we need to be reading the tea leaves watching the horizon for indicators of change, and then being innovators in response to those conditions rather than being reactive like we were in the pandemic. And this is true for all of us. 
not just senior leaders in big corporations. We all need to be innovating inside of our own industries, our own roles, and heck, even in our own personal lives. We need to be infusing new ideas into our worlds to adapt to the changing conditions all around us. So in this episode, I'm going to distill the chief lessons on innovation that I shared with my client in hopes that they will help you become more strategically focused on what's changing in your world and how to adapt to those changes and intentionally innovate rather than being forced to adapt. Again, as we all were when the pandemic first struck. So in order to be more innovative, you have to find new ideas. Rarely, if ever, does a good idea just fall from the sky and hit you on the head. Instead, you have to actively seek out new ideas. You have to be cause in the matter. So I'm going to share three different ways to be cause in the matter, to spark your innovation, to go out and find those new ideas. And I'll order them from the most logical to the most counterintuitive. So let's start with number one. The first way to spark more innovation is to put some white space on your calendar. And what I mean by white space is some time that's unscheduled, some time for you to think and be innovative. If you are scheduled every day from morning to night with meetings and tasks that are considered your regular work, and you're not considering innovation and strategic thinking part of your regular work, then there is certainly no time left to be innovative, let alone you having the mental energy to think creatively and imaginatively about anything except where your next cup of coffee is going to come from so you can get through all those meetings. So schedule time on your calendar to think, to explore, to become more expansive. Think about what lights you up and allows you to tap into your creativity. Is it going for a walk in the woods? Is it taking in an art exhibit at a museum? Is it being still, meditating in a serene environment, or perhaps enjoying an unusually delicious meal in a restaurant you don't typically go to? Now, you don't have to fill the white space on your calendar with activities. You could simply schedule some time to think, perhaps a meeting with you and your whiteboard or a blank document just to get down some ideas on paper or on that whiteboard. I'll share two of my favorite ways to implement white space, one in the office and the other out in the world. In the office, I follow a practice of free writing. A great inspiration for my free writing is a book by my speaking colleague, Mark Levy. The book is called Accidental Genius, and it is chock full of writing prompts to get you to think differently and come up with new ideas in your free writing practice. And if you're not familiar with free writing, all you need is a blank sheet of paper, if you prefer freehand, or a blank document, if you prefer typing. Set a timer and force your hands to stay busy writing for the duration of the time that you've set. I never fail to come up with good ideas And I do this as a regular practice each week. I'll even do it more when I'm stuck on a project. Again, the book is called Accidental Genius by Mark Levy. He's got a ton of great writing prompts to get you thinking differently. Now, outside of the office, my other favorite way to 
implement white space is to be on or near the water. And again, if you've been a longtime podcast listener, this is probably no surprise to you. I grew up on a lake and I love the water. So whether I'm out on a lake in my paddleboard in the summer or hearing the sound of a babbling brook as I'm taking a walk through my neighborhood in the spring, being near or on the water unhooks my brain from its usual patterns and provides me more expansiveness and creativity. Now, it helps to go out on the walk or the paddle or the boat ride with an intention, a specific area where I'm looking for new ideas. If I don't start with an intention, I might just simply enjoy the activity for the activity's sake, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if I'm doing it in the name of white space, well, then the concept of white space is lost, and it's less likely that I'll be innovative or creative. So when I start with an intention, it is much more likely that that white space will be used to come up with some new ideas for me to be more innovative, for me to be more creative. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. Now, the second technique or the second way to become more innovative is to read and read voraciously. Fill your mind with ideas. Remember, ideas are not just going to drop from the sky. You need to give yourself the raw materials of ideas from other places and let them marinate and digest and intersect with the business issues or personal issues that you're facing where innovation is needed. So read widely business books, nonfiction in areas that are foreign and unusual for you to read, novels where characters develop and experience a transformation. Read the news. Read the news in other countries. Read points of view from people who are different from you. Points of view that you disagree with vehemently. (laughs) All of this input will help you think differently about the issues that you're facing. And if you happen to be somebody who doesn't like to read, then do the audio or video equivalent. Listen to educational materials like audiobooks, podcasts, listen to news on the radio, watch TED Talks, educational YouTube videos, anything that will stimulate your mind. And again, do so widely, cast a wide net. That's one of the beautiful things about reading an actual newspaper And every Sunday, I still read the actual newspaper, and I read pretty much every section or scan every section start to finish, and I inevitably come upon articles that I would have never sought out if I was reading the online news. Because in the online news, again, usually I'm searching for things that are of interest to me. So when we read very widely and very expansively, we're going to come upon things that our attention would not have otherwise picked up. 
And then the third way to become more innovative is to learn from other disciplines. Use other systems as a metaphor for your industry. So for example, if you have product shipments that need to go out on a more predictable schedule in order to meet your company's fulfillment goals, look to train schedules or plane schedules, or study the Starlink constellation of low orbit satellites operated by none other than entrepreneur Elon Musk's company, SpaceX. There are countless ways to use other industries as a metaphor for our own to unlock new ways of thinking and new innovations. All right, let me share an example of each of these three ways to be more innovative, to really drive this home for you and hopefully inspire you to use one, two, or even all three of these ways to be more innovative. So number one, white space. Let's go back to the story of my client that I began with. My client would have never had white space on his calendar reserved for innovative thinking had it not been for our contract. His schedule was too demanding, and frankly, like many others in senior leadership roles, he was a bit addicted to being needed and to helping solve business problems in his area of the business. To sit in his office in front of a whiteboard or go take a walk, even around his corporate campus, seemed like a luxury that he could not afford. (laughs) Afford in time, of course, because his schedule was so busy. But because he had skin in the game and was paying me, he showed up to his white space. Now, as a quick aside, in our work together, I was also impressing upon him the need to do this on his own, to cultivate the habit of having white space on his schedule without me by his side in order to develop an ongoing skill of being more innovative. I didn't want this to be a one-off behavior that he did with me but rather I wanted this to be an ongoing process for him that would make him more innovative, creative, and imaginative on his own. (laughs) Now, while I can't divulge the details of the innovation that we worked on, I can say that it is in the process of being implemented now, and it is revolutionizing customer service in his organization especially taking into account the tight labor market and how hard it is to find, train, and retain exceptional people in customer service roles in his industry. This never would have happened if he had remained in back-to-back meetings all day, every day. It was the white space that made the difference. Number two, reading. I regularly read outside of my typical genres of leadership, communication, and technology. Those are the three topics where my experience is and are what people expect of me. That's where I stay current but not necessarily get innovative. I also read philosophy, news I disagree with, and academic journals from other disciplines. Now, the results are not always necessarily immediate with this method. It puts new ideas into my head and it allows them to percolate in ways that I might not even understand, at least not right away. An example that comes to mind is reading philosopher Alan Watts' book, This Is It dozens of years ago, and then seeing those same ideas surface in a meditation practice that I started about five years ago. And if you're curious to see how this set of ideas impacted my life, check out episode 46 of the Working Conversations podcast, All You Have Is Now. (laughs) Or if you listened to that a number of months ago when it came out, go back and give it another listen. 
It's the culmination of ideas that have been percolating in my mind for decades, all circling back to a powerful idea that makes a difference, a powerful idea that started taking shape decades ago when I first read that book by Alan Watts. Now, third is other professions and disciplines. So let me give you an example here. Now, of course, you can go to conferences and other disciplines, and there's lots of other ways to find inspiration from other disciplines. I want you to think about using other industries as a metaphor for your own industry. And so this example comes from me reading outside my own discipline. How ironic is that? So in an article in the academic journal, Advances in Physiology Education, Again, outside of my discipline. The authors detail how students at the Texas A&M College of Veterinary Medicine more effectively learned about the physiology and specifically the cardiovascular system of animals. Because students often struggle to understand the underlying concepts of how the cardiovascular system functions, some professors were looking for new ways to teach and new ways for the students to understand how blood flows the impact of phenomenon that restrict blood flow, how pumps and valves and pressure and all sorts of things they needed to know to become veterinarians and to really understand blood flow in the animals they're working with. (laughs) So these professors built a plumbing system, like a household plumbing system, much like the plumbing system that might go through your very house. It was a closed loop system with various valves and pumps and other things that restricted or increased flow within the system. And then the students got to conduct experiments on it and manipulate the ways in which fluid flowed through that system, ways that mirrored what might happen in an animal's cardiovascular system. You see, there are many things that both plumbing systems and cardiovascular systems have in common. And by juxtaposing these two similar but different systems, the professors innovated their classroom and the students got new ideas and new understanding about old ideas about how blood flowed and how pressure and just all the things they needed to learn about and how they all work together. So really innovation can come from anywhere, but remember, it is not likely to fall out of the sky and hit you on the head. More likely, you will need to go looking for it. So use the ideas from this podcast to help you find it. Let's do a quick review. Number one, put white space on your calendar and use that white space to think, get inspired, and be more creative. Number two, read widely or consume educational audio or video that is different from what you typically need for your job. Number three, cross-pollinate your brain by learning from other disciplines and using them as a metaphor for the current issue at hand in your work or personal life. So whether it's an innovation in your industry or your career, or even in your personal life, I hope you found inspiration for your innovation in this episode. When you hit upon a new idea as a result of one of these ideas, please, please, please drop me a direct message on social media and let me know what it is so that I can celebrate with you. Until next time, be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. 
I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.